Hello, everybody. My name is Ben Schluter, and welcome back to Chalk Talk, a series in which I interview guests from around the world of NCAA gymnastics. Today's guest is a fifth-year senior at North Carolina State University from Olathe, Kansas. She's a biological sciences major and sports science minor, two-time Eagle Gymnast of the Year, and two-time Eagle Champion. Please welcome Emily Shepard. Hello, Emily. How are you doing today? Hello, Ben. Thank you for having me on today. Uh, thank you for coming on. Um, let's just jump right into this. When did you get into gymnastics and why? So I started gymnastics when I was about 18 months and my mom put me in a mommy and me class. She thought I would be a cheerleader, but that did not happen. And so I just stuck with gymnastics and I've loved it ever since. <laughs> so when did you or someone else realize, hey, you're actually pretty good at this whole gymnastics thing? Yeah, I feel like just going through club gymnastics, I always loved it. And I wasn't some outstanding gymnast during my club time. And I think I had a breakout year around my sophomore, junior year. I started to figure it out. And that's when I really got into recruiting. And yeah. So how did your recruiting process start? So I started with, I feel like everyone uses Instagram these days. But when I was recruiting, it was more of YouTube. So a lot of just emailing colleges, contacting them, trying to get on visits, sending them my videos every day. And yeah, that was really all I could do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So uh, who did you end up hearing from? So like I said, I kind of had a breakout year, my junior year. So I competed at my regional championships in Colorado, go region three. Um, and so I had an amazing meet. I got a 9-8 on vault, stuck Yuchi go full. I competed for the first time. And after that meet, I was just flooded with college coaches coming to talk to like my coaches, wanting me to come visit them, wanting to come visit me at practice. And in that, who is my coach at any state? And that's kind of where it all got started. Mm. Huh. So the coach from NC State, she reached out to you. Did you hear it from anyone else? Yeah, I heard from a handful of other schools, um, more kind of in the Midwest since I'm from Kansas, um, a lot around there. But the hard thing was, since it was the end of my junior year, I was looking to be on scholarship and a lot of the schools looking at me didn't have any scholarships left. And so that was kind of a factor. Yeah, that's a bit of a problem. Uh, well, problem for them, I guess, um, as we'll get into, uh, yeah. So I guess in the end, why did you choose NC State? So I had that meet at regionals. The next week, Phil came out to watch me at practice. And then about two days later, I went out to NC State, visited. I absolutely loved it. Um, my coaches were hugging me. The second I got on campus, they just made me feel so welcome. And when I was looking for a university, I wanted to find somewhere where not only could I find myself doing all around at that meet and just being able to make um, an impact on the competition floor, but I wanted to, I kind of say it as like, I wanted to make an impact on the program. I wanted to raise it up. Like if I got to a school and the program was at 25, when I leave, I wanted to be at 15. Like I wanted to help um, build the culture up. So I really saw that at NC State. Um. We'll, we'll get into the... Okay, I just have to let y'all know that I was geeking out over how m- much she's done. Like, it's incredible, but we'll get into that 
because that's not as important as what it's like being a student at NC State. So what is that like? So that is not, I'm not going to lie, it's very hard. <laughs> um, schooling's not been something that always comes easy to me, but I always try to apply myself. And so thankfully, I have a lot of resources and academic advisors and a lot of people in my corner that help me get through. And so it has been manageable, but it was not easy from the beginning. So uh, what's your daily schedule look like during the season, which I guess is now? <laughs> yeah, so we have practice 12.15 to 4.15. So the morning normally consists of any classes, kind of some study time, getting school done, preparing for practice with any rehab or treatment, and then practice 12.15 to 4.15, uh, cold tubs, that kind of stuff after practice, and then dinner do some more school, and um, that's what the typical day looks like. So then, what resources do y'all have as student-athletes? I'm talking mental health, I'm talking physical health, and I'm talking academics. Yeah, we have, at NC State, we have just a huge pile of people in your corner. We have sports psychologists and mental health staff, and they are a lifesaver. They're always there when you need them. I can never run out of good things to say about them. We have nutritionists that meet with us on um, kind of twice a month. Um, you can meet with them individually or as a team. We have strength coaches. We have academic advisors that we meet with, we meet with weekly. Um, we have athletic trainers. We have just every anything and everything you can think of, there is someone willing to help you with. And then what about practice facility-wise? What y'all got there? Um, at practice, we have like on a typical day, we have our four coaches and our athletic trainer in the gym at all times. So. I was specifically talking about the facility itself. What do y'all have for a uh, facility? So we're in Carmichael Gymnasium, which is attached to like the normal rec center gymnasium. And, um, you know, the typical ball bars beam floor. There's a lot of people like to joke about it, but we have a rock wall in there. And it's kind of funny because there's um, actually a rock climbing class. That sometimes happens during practice, but all the professors are very encouraging. They come to our meets, and it's kind of fun to get to know the students, and they um, end up coming to our meets and cheering us on, so it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, okay. Why is there a rock wall in there, though? I could not tell you there. <laughs> yeah. Just always I, been there. Yeah, because I'm remembering seeing training footage of y'all, and I'm like, what's with the rocks? It's, yes. It's the, <laughs> it's the most athletic. It's aesthetically pleasing, I will say. It makes it stand out from anywhere else, but also not what I was expecting. Um, right. We always just try to run with the theme that, like, you know, we're the wolf pack, wolves, they uh, climb up around. So it kind of fits our vibe in our school, but it is a little interesting. <laughs> I guess that works. Um, so what does NIL look like for um, NC State? Um Personally, I haven't got much into the NIL. I feel like just being a student athlete, there's not that much time to do it in general. And on top of that, gymnastics just isn't that big of a sport unless, you know, you're at one of those top schools. And so I haven't gotten involved with it that much. But I know that there are other people in my school that have in the past. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about this before the uh, show that y'all's arena is really good. I am like of the opinion that it's it's one of the nicer ones. It may not be massive and it doesn't need to be massive. 
for it to be a great environment. What is that environment like for a home meet? So I will always say that our competition arena is the best place to compete. I might be a little biased, but it is just our equipment is amazing and the lighting is phenomenal. It's just so bright. Um, It's very homey. Like you said, it's not too big, but you can really feel the crowd like um, interacting and it is just so cool to see, um, honestly, just the community come together and it's just such a loud and fun environment when you're competing. Yes. Now, you are a fifth year. You have competed in every possible meet you could have since you got to NC State. And now I'm going to ask you to pick what is your favorite meet? And if you can't think of one, two is okay, two. All right, I think I can narrow it down to two. So the first one I'm going to go with senior night at home last year. We hit the 197 mark and we were wearing the Leo that I designed. And so honestly, that 197 has been something we were working for at that time for four years. And I wanted it so bad. And same with my teammates. So to finally hit that 197 mark was just unreal. So I'm going to say that one. And wearing that Leo was just amazing. Um and the second one is overall last or my sophomore year at Georgia when we um, went from the play-ins to the final round of regionals. That was just unreal. I felt like I was living the same day on repeat. And we will get to that in a moment. But before we do that, that was your sophomore season because your freshman season was 2020, which ended up um got cut short. What was it yes. like when y'all found out that it was, in fact cut short so for us it came in a little bit of waves at first our coach told us that our we were supposed to go to maryland that weekend and at first they were like oh we're not going anymore or the meet was pushed back and then it just kind of was like a little bit a little bit a little bit of like oh now we're not having this meet and oh now season's ended and you have to go home and it was just all within a few hours of each other so um then 2021 uh, first of all, what was it like competing in front of, well, basically nobody during that season? It was hard, but I think our team did a really good job of preparing that kind of we were all we needed. We had our family there and that was helpful because we thankfully were allowed to have a handful of fans, but it was hard. I think we made it work, but I do like competing with fans a lot better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... And then you mentioned the three meets in three days, which was a thing y'all weren't supposed to do if the numbers had held, but they didn't. Y'all were basically shunted into the play-in rounds. What did it feel? So did y'all know what your ranking was going into the tournament? Yes, we knew that we technically weren't supposed to play in. And let's just say when we were watching the selection show, you could hear a pin drop when we saw our names go up there because we weren't expecting to have to play in but thankfully our coaches did a really good job of always preparing us like we do three days of practice in a row and on that last day if we're ever struggling they're like ladies this is the third day of regionals you got to make a count and so we were prepared and I think that's why we were able to do such a good job yeah because y'all somehow just took that and ran with it and like and by the way, you're the only team, thanks to the way that everything's been changed, that has ever done three meets in three days, because thankfully they added rest days. So what was it like having to go to go through 
just the prep of three meets in three days and also building on it from the first to the second. Yeah, like I said before, I felt like I was living the same day on repeat. I would wake up and do my makeup and I was like, okay, I guess we're going again. And it was unreal. Like we'd be after the meeting in the cold tubs thinking about how we still have to eat and we have to get in bed and it's already 10 p.m. and we have to compete tomorrow. And so it was a little hectic, but it was also exciting. So, I mean, we had a lot of adrenaline going and we were just trying to fight to the finish. What was it like when y'all realized that y'all were moving to the final day of regionals? Wow, it was insane. We just, we knew we had a chance, the whole meet, but we just tried to stick to it and do what we do all the time. And when we finally saw our score, I just remember jumping up and down. Hmm. Then 2022, you have one of your better seasons at the Eagles. You won the beam title. And then more importantly, you won the all around title. What did it feel like to win that all around title? Honestly, it felt so amazing and not just because I won it, but because that was the one meet where I just took the pressure off myself and said, go out there and have fun, like winning or losing. It doesn't really matter. Just have fun. And so the fact that I ended up winning while that was my mindset was just really cool to see. Another thing you did that year, by the way, and this was a little bit earlier, y'all broke the team bars record for highest bars score. Um, And you're an all arounder. So um, what was it like being a part of that? I it was amazing. I love bars personally, but I think just over my years at NC State, bars has been a weak spot for us. And so to finally see it all come together was really cool. Yes. And then um, y'all got to host the 2022 regionals and y'all got to be on the reverse end of that whole uh, stupid regionals format thing that's totally well designed. and is in no way an affront to math. Um, So what did it feel like when y'all got to realize, oh, wait, we just got oh, this is what it feels like to be on the other end of that. Yeah, honestly, we didn't really think about it that way. We were just like, okay, we made it in, let's compete. And it was interesting because we stayed at the same hotel that all the other teams stayed at. So I was like, is this a home meet? Is this an away meet? It felt a little weird, but it was just, you know, we were just thankful to be there and to be competing, especially, you know, COVID, all of that. Like we were just grateful for the opportunity. And then what was it like being able to compete on your own equipment and, uh, you know, in front of, well, I would say your home crowd, but I watched the same meet that you were in, and crowd is putting it a little bit much, because, <laughs> Yeah, it was, honestly, it was just a weird day, because, like, we started on beam, and I was like, well, we're home, and so it was very weird, but it was nice. It was kind of cool to see some big teams at our own school, and the next day when we were, we stuck around and watched the finals, and we got to see all the teams moving on, so it was just cool to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned that senior night meet. Now, you designed the Leo, and y'all got a 197. You short cha- you miss one thing, though, because I'll mention it now. You also tied the school record for highest all-around score. So all of that comes together well. What's that feeling like? So that was that felt really good, <laughs> I will admit. I personally try not to put a lot of weight into what my scores are or any of that but I have hit the 39.5 mark a handful of times and my also my dad ha- keeps a stat book he is very into all of it and so he will always let me know but every time I've ever got that 39.5 I'm like if I would have just done one thing a little bit better I would have had it and so it was really cool to see like it all finally come together what did it feel like like 
when did you find out that you had actually tied the record? I think it was after the meet on either they posted it on social media or someone had texted me about it. One of those, but it was definitely after the meet because I was riding that 197 high. Then this past season, you were also named Eagle Gymnast of the Year for the second time in your career. Amazingly, the other time was 2021, not the year when you won the all-around title. No, because that would be logical and sensible. Um, (laughs) But what was it like getting it for a second time, and how did that compare to the first? Both times, I did not see it coming, I will say, and especially the second time because I was, I mean, there's a lot of good gymnasts in what was our conference at the Eagle Conference. And so I was like, oh, I think this person deserves it or this person deserves it. I already got it. They won't give it to me again. And those are kind of just the thoughts running through my head. And so when they called my name, I was very, very shocked. Was this before or after the meet? It was after the meet. Oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate um, because, you know, <laughs> that's, that is, that's at least somewhat of a pick-me-up. But as we were talking, um, y'all lost the Eagle title and you had to watch it happen. Y'all were up, and then you had to watch it happen. What was that feeling like of watching Towson hit that final beam routine and recognizing, oh, that's not our that's not our title? Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, we did all we could do. I was personally really, really sick that meet. Later to think I believe I might have had COVID (laughs) so I was I couldn't breathe the whole me I was struggling and the fact that I was able to still go out there and hit my routines maybe not to the best of my ability but I'm still able to go out there and compete I was just I was like we gave it all we got and you know at least we're going to the ACC next year (laughs) that is very true and now next year has become this year what does it feel like to finally be able to wear that ACC um and to be able to represent that conference in this sport and join most of the teams at your school. It feels amazing. Our whole time here, we were grateful to be in the Eagle Conference since they were they kind of took us in when the ACC didn't have gymnastics. But at the same time, when everyone at also your university is winning ACC championships and having ACC on their rings, it it's just something like, oh, we deserve that too. And so... To be a part of it, it just feels like something bigger. And I am on some ACC committees. I was able to go to a, a conference this year sent as an ACC athlete representative. And so it just has brought me a lot of more opportunities, and it's really exciting to see. Yes. Uh, first time the ACC has sponsored the sport since 1984 when NC State won it. So this is that it, it may have been 40 years ago, but... That's defending ACC champions, NC State. Um, And uh, their season begins the day you're hearing this, you the listener. Uh, It is going to be on the road at Georgia. Y'all are busing down? Yes, we are. We leave tomorrow. Mm. Uh, Tomorrow, tomorrow not when you're hearing this, but when this is being recorded. It's being recorded recorded on the 4th. Um, It'll be at Georgia on January the 6th at Stegman Coliseum. 4 o'clock Eastern is when the meet starts. You can watch it on SEC Network Plus. If you have an SEC Network subscription, you just log in online and bada bing, bada boom, it's right there. Um, So yeah, what are some of y'all's goals for this season then? Oh yes, we have some big goals and I'm just going to go out and say ACC Championship is probably the number one. But 
Um, I've been on five different combinations of teams, and this is the best one I've seen. We have an insane amount of depth. We have an insane freshman class that just has a lot to offer. And so I'm excited. Once I'm gone, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of people stepping up. And I think it's really cool to see. But um, I would love to hit that 197 mark more than once this year. And I think my teammates would agree. So we don't really like to... We obviously have our short-term short term goals, but we kind of want to just come out with a bang and build off of the each meet. Yep. And last season, y'all broke your uh, program record for highest score in an opener. And I uh, guess that might be another goal to try and get there. And then for you personally, what are some of your goals for this, your final season? Honestly, I just want to enjoy it, not put so much pressure on myself. I feel like you listed my accomplishments before and I've done it all. I've won this award or this beat. And so I feel like enjoying it and we always joke around, but we do our best gymnastics when we're having fun. So just taking the pressure off. I would like to get a handful more uh, nine nines, maybe even break that 39.55. But if that doesn't come at the end of the day, at least I'm enjoying what I'm doing with the people I'm doing it with. So. I'm just going to point this out with a few more 99s. She's got 38. The record, it was like second place is her teammate, Chloe Negret, at 26. So, yeah, like, really good. I'm serious. Y'all need to go look at the record book because you're going to see her name in there a lot. She's really good. She's also an amazing person to talk to, as I've found out through this conversation, which is coming close to a close, but it has not come to a final close because I do not like to be the last word. I like to give the last word to the person I'm talking to. So, anything else you want to let people know about either NC State, the um, school, the program, or about ACC Gymnastics coming into its first season uh, on TV? Um, I would just say that I'm really excited to have the opportunity to compete for the ACC. I think it's not only bringing our team closer, but just the conference as a whole. Because I know a handful of gymnasts on the other teams, and we're all just really excited to slap that ACC on the Leo. Um, I think it brings us closer because at the end of the day, you can't have a conference without four teams, and so it takes all of us, and it's going to be really cool to see, really cool to be a part of. And that'll do it for this episode of Chalk Talk. If you want to learn more about Emily Beyond Gymnastics, go read the feature story on the Substack for Chalk Talk. You can subscribe there to get episodes of the show delivered at the same time as the written stories. I want to thank communications assistant Chance Puckett for helping set up this interview, the lovely Emily Shepard for taking the time to talk with me, and of course Gabby for helping out behind the scenes. Until next time, I've been Ben Schluter, and this has been Chalk Talk. Thanks for listening.